Roger the Dodger Johnson back there, man in the board. I appreciate you, buddy, and appreciate all your help back there making this happen today. A little series called The Circle. The Circle. Say that with me. The what? Now, come on. Y'all help me. Help the online audience, too. We're still having to work. You have to help me because they need that extra encouragement, and I need it to be able to do this, okay? All right? One more time. It's called The What? The What? Yeah, baby. Come on. See how that works? Got me excited. There we go. The circle. And there's that circle right there. There's the circle. Let's look at it. What is a circle? It's a closed two-dimensional curve with one center. And don't act like you knew it till last week. I had all kinds of, you know, all kinds of answers, people answering online. Wrong. It wasn't that it was wrong. It just wasn't, it wasn't the definition of a circle. I mean, it was a definition of something, but whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, Two-dimensional curve, closed, with one what? With one what? You know, it's been said you really can't think two thoughts at one time. You can't. Now, you can think a thought and then another thought. Now, you can think a lot of thoughts, but they're one at a time. And what you focus on probably is going to be the center. And sometimes that center and sneak up on you. You don't even know it's the center anymore, and there you are. People screw their life up so often wonder, well, how did I get here? Well, you got there, Jack. You did it. Amen. It can happen over time, but there goes that line down the middle. It's not Jesus anymore. It's not faith anymore. It's fear or whatever. You fill in the blank. There's a little secretary down the hall. Okay? But what's that center of your circle? Let's look at it. Amen. It's also a group of persons with common beliefs or interests. It's interesting. What is your center will most likely determine what your interests are and who your friends are. What's the center will determine a lot of your interest and a lot of your friends. See, I love sports. I love a couple of guys right here. Old Detroit Lion fans. Amen. Diehards right there. Coaches. I love you guys. I love you guys. Love your son, his grandson. Okay? We have common interests, don't we? We have a common interest in the Lord, but we also have a common interest in football, don't we? And we have a common interest in this. Losing. And right over here is a Green Bay Packer man, who if we weren't in church, we would throw something at him. And right back here is Green Bay Packer people. They're everywhere. They're always looking at me. They're everywhere. Anyway, the point is, what your center is, is going to be a lot of times your friends and your interests. Capiche? Amen. Why are you saying this, Clark? Well, we're talking about the disciples here. We're going to get there in just a second. Still looking at some definitions. Look, last week we looked at faith. Faith is a firm belief and confidence in who? Say it again. It's a firm belief and confidence in? That's what faith is. Matter of fact, God said, if you don't have that, you can't please me. Matter of fact, if you don't have that, you can't be saved. What? That's what the Bible says. Check me out. Does it say, whatever the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, does it say believe on the name of the Lord Jesus? Does it say, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and do what in your heart? Who really gives a rip in your heart or believe in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. Y'all get it? Yes or no? It's impossible to be saved without faith. Impossible. Well, I'm a good person. Great. You're a good person, but you're not saved. Period. It's just not happening. You must be born again. You must. Who said that? Take a wild guess. Jesus did. You must believe. You must believe. That's faith. That's what we want as our center, guys. Yes or no? Amen or oh me? We want faith as our center. Faith is not a shot in the dark. Faith is a confidence 
and a trust and a belief in Almighty God. And some of us still wonder, can you do that? You trust more in this government or more in this or more in that. You have lost your mind. Nobody loves living in America more than I do, I don't think, okay? But the bottom line is, I'm not going to, I trust in the Lord. Does the Bible say trust in the government with all your heart or trust in the who? Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He'll direct your path. So make the Lord the center of your circle. But it's not as easy as it sounds. But it must be done with faith. We looked at the word fear. Fear. Fear overtook the disciples. It's overtaken our nation. Fear is overtaking our nation. Fear is from the dictionary. It's a desire. Say that with me. It's a what? It's a what? It's a what? I am convinced people are thrilled right now that this is happening. I hate to say that. I know that sounds ugly. But I just think, I think there are a lot of fear mongers out there. I think a lot of people make a lot of money doing things on fear. They're giving money away from Washington, D.C. like it's no yesterday. All based on fear. I'm not saying people aren't hurting. No, I believe people are hurting. I'm not necessarily sure whatsoever the way we're handling it is the right way. Whatsoever. That's my opinion. I get to have one. But I know one thing. Fear is not a good. Fear is a liar. Fear is a desire to escape danger. Doesn't that sound good? I got a desire to escape danger. Guys, it's all right to escape danger, but it should never be the overriding thing in my life. Y'all hear me or not? Are you, are you fearful of dying? Yeah, look at you shaking your head. Wonder why you're not fearful of dying. Give me a, give me a one answer question, one answer to that. I'm not afraid of dying because I what? Believe in who? There you go. If you said I believe in the church, I believe in myself, you should fear. But we, we don't fear death. Why? Because our belief, our faith is in Jesus Christ. Yes or no? Okay, so regardless of what our country's going through right now, it should not be the desire of our heart. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the what? Desire of your heart. Okay? As I get scared, as, as bad things happen in my life, like your life, it, it happens. What do I do? Well, that's when I have to make sure I'm delighting myself in the Lord so that I don't have this desire of fear or murder or whatever you might do in your life or take your own life. I need to make sure that I have His desire in my heart. And I can overcome anything with that. Amen? So this is what we're talking about. We're getting there. So it's an escape. It's also, here's the definition number two of fear. It should be number one. Our reverence of God. It's right there in the Webster Dictionary. Yeah. So, so often we choose definition number one, a desire to escape danger when bad things happen. When in essence what we should do is fall at the feet of Almighty God. We should awe and reverence God. Have faith in Him that He is going to help us with the right decision and to be able to manage our life. Yes or no, amen or oh me. Regardless if it's your marriage, if it's the loss of a child. I had a couple in our church this week lost their son. It devastated them. Okay? And most likely it's a heart attack. And uh, the son was, uh, when I say a son, they're, seven, they're in their 70s, so he's older, but that's their boy. You hear me or not say. And they're devastated. But I met with them, met with a family of eight in my office. But every one of them in that room, for the most part, I just felt the peace of God. They just lost their son. They just lost their brother. How can you have the peace of God? Well, it passes understanding. I can't explain it. Amen, say. But they know that he is with the Lord. Amen, say. 
and they're hurting, but you can make it through anything with faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? So fear is a desire to flee or desire to fall before the Lord. So which do you choose? Which do you choose? Which do you choose in your life? To flee? I'm a room of I'm scared. Or can I bow before the Lord and take my burden to the Lord, the old song says, and do what? Leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. You ever heard that song? Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, He will surely bring you out. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. No, 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 no. This is different. You're the crazy person, not me. Y'all hear me? Listen. Trust the Lord with all your heart. You leave it there. Amen? You can have a brain at the same time as having your allegiance to Jesus Christ. You'll have a lot better brain if that is where you put your worship and your faith and your trust. Amen? And if you don't believe that, you don't believe that. I do. Okay? That's who you're listening to today. And I didn't always believe this way. And I didn't get it when I first got saved. I've got it over a life. And when I was left and hurt real bad in my marriage, I want to take a gun and shoot myself. Thank God He was my center. Or I wouldn't be here today. You hear me or not? And I succumbed almost. I almost succumbed to that. Jesus can be in your life, but He can be pushed over here if you aren't real careful. You hear me or not? Come on. Yeah, praise the Lord. We ought to praise the Lord, guys. Come on. I want you to. I want you to get this. So the circle. Here we go. Now let's go with it. We're moving now, and we're going to move for the next 15 minutes or so, rise like lightning. The circle of struggle. Last week, the circle of fear. We're looking at the disciples. Let's pick them up. Here we go. Pop it up. But I'm still in my dictionary, aren't I? After he resurrected, Jesus met with his disciples at least how many times? In case you don't know that, he met with him at least four times. This is not, this is the resurrected Jesus. This is the one with the nails in his hands. Hole in his side. Got it? He met with him at least four times. The first few times, two times, we talked about it last week. They were in a room and they were in a circle of what? The Bible literally says they were in that room for fear of the Jews. They were not there to let's worship Jesus and have communion or something. They were all with one interest. We're going to die. We're all not going to make it. They're going to kill us. That was their center of their circle. And Jesus broke in twice. Same day of evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, say it with me. They were having church. That's what the word assemble means. For what? Fear of the Jews. And Jesus came and stood in the middle of them and said this unto them. Say it with me. What? Peace be unto you. Now, that word means something to me. Okay? Peace be unto you. He said it again. Now, eight days later, his disciples are there. And this time, first time, Thomas won't there. Remember? This time, Thomas is with them. And Thomas, the disciples told him what happened. He wouldn't believe. Yeah, I don't believe. I don't believe until I stick my hands in his, you know, in the holes in his hands. I won't believe. Isn't it good that Jesus works with us crazy people? Thank you, Lord. 
How many ever feel like Jesus should have left you high and dry? Let me see some man. He should have left my tail in the ditch. Amen. Aren't you glad he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother? Amen. Come on. So eight days later, after his disciples were then, and Thomas is now with them, then came Jesus again. The doors being what? Wonder why they're shut. For fear of the who? Jews. What? I thought y'all had already had Jesus one time meet with you and you're still scared. Yeah. And he said it again unto them. Say those words. Peace be unto you. Boy, does our country ever need to hear those words. Here's what those words mean to me based on just reading the scriptures. Jesus was saying, I love you to his disciples. There's nothing like somebody's love for you that will motivate the snot out of you. Yes or no, amen? Your children's love, your wife's love, your husband's love. It's just a motivator, isn't it? But God loves me. God so loved me so much he gave his only begotten son. That's crazy love. Amen. So I think he was saying to his disciples, I love you guys. I know you're bums. I knew that when I picked you. Okay? That's what he did. He picked the, he picked the ones that shouldn't even have been picked. We wouldn't have picked them. But he picked them. He wanted people that didn't believe in themselves. He wanted people to think that they, he wanted people that didn't think they could make it. And then he was going to teach them and show them and wow. And they, they'd never leave him or forsake him. But they did. So he says, I love you. I'm still with you guys. Peace be unto you means to me I'm not angry with you. 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 You left me, but I'm not angry with you. You denied me, you cussed me, okay? But I'm not, you cursed that you even knew me, but I'm not angry with you. Amen? Let's do it again. How many have ever done something since you've been a Christian? The Lord should have been really angry with you. Let me say so. He should have really been angry with me. He should have really been angry with me. But he says to me, peace be unto you. Come back to me. I'm not angry with you. I'm here with you. Say that with me. I'm what? Here with you. That's what you need to, that's why Jesus needs to be your center. You love me. You're not angry with me. You're right here with me. Why can't I make it if you love me? Why can't I make it if it's all good between you and me because you died on the cross for my sins? And you know me. And you're here with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is that what the Bible says? Sure it does. Oh, wow. Here's what this means to me. Peace be unto you. He came twice, four times total. I believe in you. Don't you need that as your center in your circle? Say, you ever, you ever doubt yourself and lack confidence in your life and who you are and think you're no good and you don't measure up? But here's God Almighty, Jesus Christ, saying, I believe in you. Is that powerful or not? Now, you might not agree with my words on the screen. They're my words. I believe them. I've experienced those very things at the darkest times of my life where the Lord says, I love you. I'm not angry with you. I know why you think what you think. You're fallen. He's not saying make excuses, but he does understand us. You hear me or not? I believe in you. I'm here with you. But I believe in you. I remember a couple of times in my life where I've been touched by that still small voice where the Lord says, I believe in you, Gary Clark. 
I've been feeling that right now during this. Uh, I second-guessed myself a little bit keeping the church open, just a little bit. But a lot of it was, it was brought about by people around me. It was my circle. It was, my, fear had, my circle had fear in it. And that's life. But the Lord, you make a decision, if it's based on the Scripture, forsake not the assembling of yourselves as the manner of some is, and so much more as you see the day approaching. If this doesn't look like end time events, I don't know what does. Okay, it talks about in the Scriptures things. Do I know if it is? I have no idea. I do know this. We're closer to Jesus coming today than I was yesterday. And so the bottom line is, I have to make my decisions based on the Word. And that is the Word. That is the Word. Amen. And people want to argue with that. People online, pastors, people want to argue. Well, yeah, but you got to obey the authority. We are obeying the governor last time I checked. You check and see what the governor said. We are obeying Charlotte County. You check and see what Charlotte County Sheriff said on his website. But even if I didn't have the governor's support or the sheriff's support, I have the Lord's support. Because he loves me, he believes in me, he's with me, he loves me, he's here with me. And I believe in the American people. I believe in you guys. You can make good decisions. If you're sick, stay at home. Yes or no? How about this? Wash your hands. Didn't your mother teach you that? Say, sure, do that. If you weren't taught that way, learn now. Amen. Here's another rule. Don't take all the toilet paper. You're an idiot. How much toilet paper can one person use? That's another story. Let's go back to the message. I love this. I believe Jesus, he broke into that circle he had put this team together. They were the winning team. They were going to turn the world upside down for Jesus, and they quit on him. Why did they quit? Because of one four-letter word, fear. You ever believe your marriage is no good anymore? You're, you're, you're afraid it won't make it. It probably won't. You hear me? You think at work you're not doing a good job. They don't love you. They don't appreciate you. Well, then... You're probably not going to do a good job at work. Y'all hear me or not? This is huge. But Jesus said to these guys, can you believe it? I mean, he already died on the cross. He rose from the dead. Ain't that enough? Now, because he's picked these guys who are losers, seemingly. And that's who we all are. We're losers without Jesus. He makes us winners. You don't make yourself a winner. He does. Amen. And he broke into that circle and he said, I love you. I believe in you. I'm here with you. I want you. And he needed them. Unless he's going to just pop a bunch of angels down here to make the church happen. But that was never the plan, was it? Go into all the world, preach the gospel with every creature, he told them. I'm with you always, even at the end of the world. They forgot. Two encounters with Jesus, and now they begin to do what? Two encounters, now they begin to do what? They begin to get a little life in them. Okay, that's what happens. When you start to put Jesus back in the center of your circle, you'll start to get some life in you again. Yes or no? Amen. I got lots of letters this week. People telling me that they've been fearful. They thanked me for the message last week. We got local business people who've lost multiple contracts. And a lot of times all we think is about this bug, the bug, the bug, the this, the this, the this. The... We don't think about the people who are going to lose their house. 
Well, that doesn't matter because that's not life. That is life! That's their life, feeding their family. You get so focused on one thing, you can forget there's a big world out here. It's not about the almighty dollar. It's about keeping your mental health and making a living for your family and trying to do the right thing. And it can become overwhelming to where you want to take your own life. Or go back to the bottle that you've been off of for 15 years, man, but now you want to go back because I'm just overwhelmed. Y'all hear me or not? So the disciples now, they got Jesus. He ain't their center. Now, he's in the center of the room. Jesus can be in the center of the room. But that don't mean he's in the center of your room. But he's there. And they start to move now, the disciples. Let's follow them. Here they go. So we saw them two times. They're struggling with fear. Now, what is struggling with fear? That's the word. Struggling with fear is to what? Say that with me. This is from Webster. It's to what? To what? And to do what? That's what struggle is. So the disciples were in the circle of fear, and now they're in the circle of struggle. Fear normally doesn't just go, whoop! It's a process. And so now at least they're moving a little. they got a pulse again. But they are definitely not going to turn the world upside down for Jesus. Because they're struggling. They're struggling. That means they're striving. They're striving with this decision to follow Christ. They're, they're fighting. There's this fight going on inside of them. They're wrestling with, is it, what am I going to do for the Lord? Am I going to obey Him? Fear and failure. Fear and failure and more fear makes it difficult to do what? Say that line with me. It's important. Fear and failure. Help me. And then more what? Makes it difficult to do what? It is hard to move your tail forward when you failed and you're fearful and then you fail again. And then you're still fearful. It's hard to get that old body going down the right path. And that's the disciples. They're just like us. So, defeat and despair are what? Defeat and despair are what to our spirit? They're debilitating. That's what fear is. Fear is not good. The Bible says, fear the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. We're told over and over and over and over in the Bible, over 300 and something times, not to fear. Yeah, but this is different. If I hear that one more time out of a believer, I just want to pop them in the head. You think this is different than losing your husband or your wife to cancer? You think this is different then in my case, my mother being shot six times? Would you quit trying to convince me that fear is a good thing for my life? I'm sick of it. I want to believe is what I want to do. I want to believe. I want to believe that God is with me. I want to believe that I'm an overcomer. wonder why. Because the Bible tells me so. Amen? I could go on and on. I don't want to be debilitated and I don't want to be directionless in my life. But that's what fear will do for you. And struggle can, you know, it's worth the struggle. But I'm telling you something right now. Struggling is a problem. Struggling is movement. This is my word. Struggling is movement. I'm struggling. It's movement, but it's movement in my own strength and my own ability. That's my opinion. Well, I'm struggling 
I'm just struggling with the Lord. Uh, well, he ain't struggling. I just want you to know that now. He ain't struggling. He loves you. He believes in you. He's with you. He wants you. He needs you. He cares for you. So who's got the problem, Jack? You got the problem. Struggling. Struggling is you, buddy. Struggling ain't faith. A lot of people say, well, I'm struggling to go to church. I'm not talking about now, but I'm talking about in life in general. Well, I just really struggled to get to church today. Guess whose struggle that was? Yours. I've struggled before getting to church. But most times I don't struggle at all. Why? Because I know I'm doing the right thing. You hear me or not? Say, flat out, I struggle with reading my Bible. Well, is it because God didn't write one? You see what I'm saying? The struggle is ours, guys. Struggling is not faith. They're struggling. The disciples are struggling now. Faith is not seeing, yet still believing. That's what faith is. Struggling isn't faith. Instead of struggling, you should be doing what? Say that with me loud. One, two, three. One more time. Instead of struggling, how about do this? One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Now what we won't say. The Bible actually talks about a servant of the Lord must not strive. We're told over and over in the Bible again to stand firm. To hold fast. There's plenty of things in life to struggle with. Your relationship with Jesus Christ shouldn't be one of them. Did you hear me or what this morning? Am I losing you? I understand if you struggle with your wife or struggle with your husband. They ain't neither one of them Jesus. You know them. But see, Jesus is Almighty God. He gave His life for you on the cross. He rose from the dead. And right now, He's seated at the right hand of God the Father where He lives to make intercession for you. He also, we have His Holy Spirit, the living God, living in us. And we have the Word of the living God. Yeah, but this is different. You've just been smoking some stuff. Tell that to Ignatius who when they tied him to a stake and they lit his body on fire for his faith in Christ. And Ignatius still stood firm singing praise to his Lord as he burns to death. The bottom line is we're excuse makers. And we have fear as our center. And even when we start moving a little bit, struggle is still in our life so much. I really hope you'll just... Put your trust in the Lord. Let's re- say the verse again. Trust in the Lord, if you know it, with all your... And lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, even this. Acknowledge Him and He'll do what? He'll direct your path. Isn't it amazing how powerful the Word of God is? Yeah, praise the Lord. That's powerful. Amen. I wish they would get up for two hours every day at six o'clock on the news. And quote scriptures like I'm quoting. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Trump would quote a dozen. Fauci would quote a dozen. Pence would quote a dozen. The reporters would want to just stab themselves in the eyes with pins. Excuse me, I'm horrible, ain't I? Wouldn't that be funny? Couldn't we use some good news from God's Word? Amen. Say, good stuff. This is powerful stuff, man. Come on. So instead of struggling, we should be standing, standing firm. i got to quit, standing strong. Faith over fear. I ain't even got to my message hardly. This is where we're living right now, the circle of struggle. And here's the story. 
the disciples. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples on the Sea of Galilee, Tiberias. They were called together Simon Peter, Thomas was there, Nathaniel of Cana, the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Peter says unto them, I go a-fishing. So they're moving, but they're moving in the wrong direction. Do you see what I'm saying? They're not fearful in that room anymore. They're not scared to death. They're going to get killed by the Jews. But they're really not doing what the Lord called them to do, are they? Say. See what I'm saying? There's movement, but it ain't, it ain't God's movement. They're moving in the wrong direction. So we're going fishing. Jesus told them to go fishing, but not fish for fish. Fish for who? Men. They said unto him, we go with you. That's what happens. See, when... When you have fear and you're struggling, most likely those around you are going to have fear and struggles. He had no problem getting a boatload to go with him. They entered a ship immediately that night. They caught what? Zip. That's what you'll do if you keep letting fear dictate your life. And you just now move a little from fear and you struggle, 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 struggle. You're not going to be very effective. They go back to Galilee. They go back to doing what they did before Jesus. And they caught nothing. Keep moving. Here's math for you. My own strength plus my own ability equals what? Did y'all get the math at the Fellowship Church today? You see that? Let's do some math again. My own strength plus my own ability equals what? It's crazy. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches, etc. Without me, you can do nothing. Okay, we see it right there. It's okay, I got it. You can't do anything without me, Jesus said. He's in a hurry, I'm in a hurry. Jesus broke into their circle. Again, yes or no? Two times in the room, now they fishing. What? But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't know it was Jesus. And someone's hollering to him from the shore, You guys caught anything? And the answer, the big answer is this. That's where fear and struggle will take you to no good results in your life. Floundering is what they were doing. That's what I call it. It sounds a lot like fishing, but they weren't. Struggling ain't fishing for men. Going back to your old ways ain't fishing for men, boys. This ain't what I called you to do. They couldn't even catch fish anymore. This is pitiful. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except you abide in me. No more can you, except you abide in me, the Bible says. Jesus said unto them, we're making it fast now. He said, cast that net on the right side of the ship, the other side, and you're going to find. And they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the number of fishes. It pays to listen to Jesus. Say that with me. It pays to listen to Jesus. One more time. It pays to listen to Jesus. Don't let anyone ever tell you the church is not important. I said it last week. Somebody put on their website that I was an embarrassment because we kept our church open. Spell my name right. That's the kind of embarrassment I want to be. I want to be that kind of embarrassment. That's what I want to be. God help me. I've done plenty wrong in my life. The one thing I do right, they want to criticize that. Are you kidding me? Come on, guys. You hear me? Do right. That's what God says. Listen to Jesus and you'll be successful. Listen to his word. If he says, don't forsake the assembly of yourself together, I know you're watching online and you probably feel bad that I'm preaching like this. I gotta preach. I'm sorry. I'm not all touchy feely. Okay? 
It's hard to preach the Word and also pat people on the head at the same time. But the bottom line is this is the Word of the living God. It's good stuff, man. Fear or struggling should never dictate what I do in my life. It should be faith. I believe in God. And He gave me a brain to make good decisions. I get that. Struggling is moving in my own strength and my own ability, and we can only see us when we do that. Or we can only see our problems. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It's the Lord. Now, Simon Peter heard, heard it was the Lord. He girded his fisher's coat. He was naked. I don't know what that means. I don't like it. He cast himself into the sea. The other disciple came a little while in a, in a little boat, but they were not far from land, etc. Keep get moving. I'm flying. I'm flying. I'm flying. Jesus leads and Jesus feeds them. He has coals of fish on the shore, etc. Jesus said unto them, Bring the fish which you caught. Peter went up. He drew the land full of great fishes. 153 fish were caught. So many, yet the net was not broken. Incredible. Jesus said, Come and dine. Say that with me. Come and dine. Jesus then comes and takes bread, gives it to them, and fish likewise. This is now the third time, say three, that Jesus appeared to his disciples since he was risen from the dead. To move from fear and failure will never be done by struggling. It will only happen by what? Just because you've got Jesus in your life, if he's pushed out here and your focus is still on fear or just struggling, don't be surprised if that's where you stay. And you're not going to have the victory that is yours and you can have it. I love the song, I am who you say I am. I love that song. You don't strive with God. It's bull. God loves you. Okay? Yes or no? Why does God let this happen? Why does God let that happen? Why did God kill Mama? God didn't kill Mama. An evil man killed Mama. Why did God take my, my loved one to heaven? Guys, sin took your loved one. We've all sinned, and because of sin we shall all what? Die. It's math. Quit striving with God. Quit fighting with God. The disciples still trying to have it their own way. Don't wrestle with God. I know Jacob wrestled with God. It's in the Bible. I get that, but I'm not going to take all my cues from Jacob. He was sort of a lunatic. You hear me? But I appreciate that. But the bottom line is you don't need to wrestle with Jesus. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead for you. Yes or no? Say. That's where we screw up the gospel. Oh, if I do this, I'll go to hell. If I do this, because you're a crazy person. God did it all. Stop struggling. Lay down before His feet. The one place I don't have to fear. I'm not going to be rejected. He loves me. He forgives me. He cares for me. But no, no, this is different. No, you're different. You're different from Him. I was made in His image and His likeness, but I fell. And I still sin. He's the only constant in my life. Say that with me. He's the only, he's the only constant in my life. I know I beat you up hard today. Are we done, Raj? Believe God. Believe God. So here's the disciples. The biggest hurdle we have to jump is our own crazy mind. Isn't that the truth, yes or no? Jeez, I'm the crazy one in the church, not you. 
You're watching online. He's picking on me. Are you kidding me? This message is for me. My relationship with Jesus Christ is never meant to be a struggle. Worst thing you tell your wife or your husband, probably heard him a lot, is like, you know, I'm really struggling with my marriage with you. That ain't very nice, is it, say? That hurts, doesn't it? Especially if you're trying to do a good job. <laughs> Telling God Almighty who died for you on the cross, I'm really struggling with you. Lord, help us. If we think we can't, we won't. If we think we're beaten, we are. Who said that? My mother. And she knew what it was to be beat. I don't want to ask you in this room how many have had your face beat in by your husband or your wife. Probably not a ton of hands would go up, but some would. Who am I going to trust? I'm going to, I'm going to put my trust in Jesus Christ. You hear me, yes or no? Yeah, praise the Lord. That's what I'm doing. Now watch Jesus deal with Peter. I know I'm going long. I don't give a hoot. Here we go. Keep going. Y'all all going to quit on me after all this. So when Peter had dined, so when they dined, Jesus got Peter and said, Son of Jonas, Peter, do you love me? He's talking to Peter. Jesus, he said, Lord, you know I love you. And he said, well, then feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon Peter, son of Jonas, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, well, then feed my sheep. What are you doing? Doesn't met with you twice, broken the circle twice. Now you're struggling. You're on the run up here throwing a line again or a net. Why don't you do what I told you to do? He said unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? Say that part with me. Peter was what? One more time. Peter was what? Good. 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 It's good to be grieved at my relationship with Jesus Christ. That's a good thing. Isn't it? Yes or no? It's a good thing. Oh, I'm good. I'm a great Christian. <laughs> he was grieved the third time because Jesus said, lovest thou me? How many times did Peter deny Christ? How many? The ball just went out of the park with Jesus. He went. <laughs> he got to Peter's heart, didn't he? Somebody's got to help him. <laughs> And here's what Peter's answer was. One of the greatest scriptures. We'll quit with this one. Peter said to Jesus. Say this part with me. Lord, you know all things and you know I what? That's the answer. What's keeping you from moving from fear or struggle to faith? Here it is. Here it is. Do you know Jesus loves you? If you know you abide in the love of God, nothing can, can ever hurt you. You hear me? Did Jesus say this? No man can do what? Pluck you from my what? My Father's hand. Do you believe that? Yeah, but this is different. You all right today? I'm a little bit crazy, aren't I? Let's praise the Lord anyway for His Word. Amen. Come on. Boom. Amen. I know, I know. I'll get bad letters.